Hey, Mercy Hill students, Pastor Dan here. Um, welcome to The Edge Online, Season 2, Episode 2. Uh, good to be back with you. We, we hope to be live uh, with The Edge on Wednesday, August the 12th, uh, which is in two weeks. Uh, so um, make, make plans. We'll, we'll be in church. Uh, we'll spread out social distance and do all that well. So that, that's going to be a part of our plan. We're uh, back in the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, we're actually going to jump around a little bit today uh, and jump to uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 38 through 42. Now, the text we've skipped, we'll jump back into when we meet live again. But uh, uh, it starts out, I was at the loop with my family just uh, a few nights ago, Sunday night of this week. We don't go out to eat a lot uh, because when you have seven and you're paying for seven, it, everything just adds up real quick. But sometimes we, we still like to to go out to eat, and I am a fan of The Loop, as some of you might know. Um, we were there, we walked in, had our, everybody had their their face masks. We, um, I got everybody's order before I got up front to know what everybody was wanting, so they walked out on, onto the outside porch part uh, where we could sit and take off our masks, and I went to the cash register to order. I laid out the whole order, ordered everybody's food, uh, at that point, you know, I'm expecting it to be a pretty expensive meal. And uh, I've got my mask on. The girl's got her mask on. She says it's uh, 55 57 and, uh, which was a little bit less than I expected, but it wasn't too, too far off. So I was like, awesome. So I took three 20s out of my wallet, and I gave it, gave it to her. And she took the 20s, uh, and then she said, hey, do you have any change? You have 57 cents. And uh, I know there's like a coin shortage or who knows what's going on with, with all that, but I've seen signs in stores. So I feel my pockets, I'm like, nope, I don't have any change at all, sorry. Uh, and she says, okay, no problem. And she goes to her tip cup and she pulls out 57 cents change and she takes it with the cash and puts it in the register. She closes the drawer. Now, I'm expecting to get a, some, a couple of ones back but, um, and so I'm about to say, hey, was there, there any change? And she hands me the receipt for the bill and then she walks to go do something else. Uh, she had to go help someone else with their, their order. And I looked down at the receipt she gave me and it said $60.57. And, uh, and uh, that, that split second, I realized I'd had an, an, one of my first, I can recall like an old man moment, like I was, there was confusion. I didn't understand. And so evidently the meal cost $60.57. I had misheard her because of the face mask. And so I gave her 60 bucks. And when she was asking me for the 57 cents, it was because I owed 57 more cents, not because there was a coin short shortage. And so instead of making a big deal of it, she took everything in stride and she just went to her tip cup. She got the change. When I said, nope, I don't have it. She must have thought, man, this poor guy uh, is feeding all these folks. He may need a little bit of help with, with, with money. So she went to her tip cup and she got the 57 cents to cover the rest of my meal. She could have had every right to go, sir, you still owe 57 cents, which I had cash in my wallet. I just didn't know that's what I, I, I owed or she, or, or, or she could have said, sir, uh, would you like me to take the, uh, one of the Cokes off of your order to bring the price down to what you can afford? She could have done anything of that, but instead she was just 
gracious enough to cover the expense that I owed uh, and move on with the uh, with the night. I, I actually walked away uh, trying to figure out what to do because uh, she wasn't there anymore. <clears throat> and uh, so I waited because uh, there were some folks that had gotten in line. So I waited until the line died down. I walked back up and so I said, hey, I, I meant to give you a tip just to make sure I covered what she owed, uh, what she had paid for me, plus a little bit more because I don't like, want her pain for me because I'm an old man that can't hear. So um, I appreciate graciousness in the world that we live in today because uh, graciousness is rare and fleeting. It is not the norm. Uh, if someone else's deci de de decisions or actions negatively affect me um, then or us a lot of times our, our, our day is wrecked our, our, our night is wrecked we're angry we want revenge how how could they do this to me and uh, and because of that a lot of times we can even make rash judgments about them like like they're not worth it anything and so when it, I think we're finding in social media today there's a lot of different viewpoints and they're dividing viewpoints and we've we are in a world that's it's almost it's a, it's a cancel cult culture. If you don't agree with what I what I think or say, then um, you have no worth to you. And we can begin to keep that mindset as well. Uh, uh, for everybody, can if someone has wronged me, they're just not any good. Uh, and we hold this this grudge um, against them. But I've been reminded of something lately. Uh, and that is, uh, that everybody in this world is, is create, created by God in the image of God. Uh, and so what times where I get to where I just, I just don't agree with them and I just don't care about their opinion. And all of a sudden they have of no worth. That is a very wrong attitude for, for myself to have against them, uh, because they are created in God's image. Uh, uh, and I can, I am called to, not that I can, just can, but I'm called to love them just as Christ loved the church. Um, and I'm not great at that, but I've noticed it's a pro, it's a pro, a pro problem that I have and something that I need, uh, to work on. You know, the, the world says when people hate you or hurt, hurt you, you've got a right to revenge. You've got a right to to get back. If they have gotten, they have they have hurt you in some way. You can hurt them back. But the question is, what does the Bible say about it? What does God's word say about this? Um, because right now, if we you don't agree with the current narrative that is being painted in our culture today, you're deemed at best ignorant. Uh, and stupid. At worst, you're 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 deemed to be. If you're not in agreement with everything, you're deemed to be hateful and a bigot. Um, so, so many times we feel like, man, I, I can't win. How 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 in the world can I function in in, in this type of world? Uh, so the question is, how do we respond? And and the better question is, how does God expect us to respond? What does God expect of you? believer, follower of Jesus Christ. How do you, how do you react? Um, our main text today is in Matthew chapter five, 
verse 38 uh, through 42. I'm going to invite you, uh, as always do, to, to stand uh, as we read God's Word to remind us that it is the Word of God, that we treat it with respect, with honor, that it is inerrant without flaw, and it is used to guide, to guide, to guide, to guide, to guide us. So let's stand together. And um, I'm just going to read the beginning of verse 38. It says, You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist the, the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn him the other also. And if anyone would sue you and take your, your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Give to the one who begs from you, and do not refuse the one who would borrow from you. Let's pray together. Dear God, we thank you so much for uh, just the chance just to um, talk about your word, talk about things that are important to you. Uh, God, may this, this teaching be clear. Uh, may you be honored. Uh, and God, may we be faithful. May we be a people who don't seek revenge, but who dispense grace out in in heaps, uh, in, in, in great amounts where when folks see us do this, they, they, they think what is going on? Something must be different. Uh, I want what they have and God, what we have is only found in you and what you give us first in Jesus name. We pray. Amen. Uh, the old te Testament talks of, uh, about laws. It talks about, um, and I've taught on this in the edge, not too, too long ago there's in the old testament where it's all these rules we there's three types of laws there's a moral law there's a civil law and there's a ceremonial law the moral law are are our laws or truths that come out of the very nature the character of god these uh, are found in the ten commandments you shall have no other god's uh, before me, you shall not murder. You shall not steal. You, these these truths of God, these moral truths that are come out of the essence of who God is, and moral law does not change. The Old te Testament, the the moral laws that are there are the same moral laws that we have today, and they will not change. They do not change. There's also civ civil laws. Th these are laws that. Um, a nation has that that um, is used to help society um, work together uh, and to function. So if uh, I am working in a field and my ox kills your ox, um, I'm not sure how ox would do that. He gores your ox and your ox dies. Uh, the civil law of their day was that I had to give my ox to you an an equal lock ox for your loss and I was allowed to keep your dead ox as uh, and I could use that meat from the dead ox so it was the civil laws for society to function um, they were um, you know the God gives nations and governments one of the what they, they do is they they have these laws that hold evil back that deter evil from being done. That's why we have a judicial system. That's why we have prisons. Uh, that's why people go to jail and other people hear about it so that if you do kill a guy, you could go to jail for the rest of your life. It's, it's to help 
hold back or deter eat, eat evil. In the Old Testament, you've got the, the moral laws, you've got civil laws uh, that, that do this for the nation of Israel. And then you also had ceremonial laws. These are laws that dealt with your worship of God. And a lot of these laws were, were to symbolically show uh, the people of Israel being set apart from the nations around them. When it says it is detestable uh, to eat shellfish, they did that because they were going to be separate. They were going to be different from the people around them. That, that, that law from the Old Testament back then uh, is not a law for us today. Uh, the civil laws can change. Ceremonial laws can change. We, we don't go around and sacrifice goats or dove or bulls for um, repentance of our, our sins. We, we don't have to do that. Why? Because Jesus came as the perfect sacrifice for our sins lived a life without sin who died as a sacrifice on the cross for your sins and mine uh, and if we put our faith in him and trust in him then our sins will be forgiven and we will be put in right relationship with God uh, so as we see ceremonial laws can change Old Testament had, had their laws when Jesus came and made his sacrifice it changed it changed the ceremonial laws for us now it's you, you must put your faith and trust in Christ and Christ alone have forgiveness of sins and right relationship with God. So we see there's these three types of laws. And here in this text, Jesus starts off and says some, some, something many of us agree with, and, and we even apply it to a per, personal life as well. He says, uh, you've heard it said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. That means if, if uh, you attack me and poke out my eye, then I get to poke out your eye. If if you knock my tooth out, I get to knock one of your te teeth out. If 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 you chop off one of my arms, I get to chop off one of your arms. This was a this was civil uh, law in the Old Testament, and so we see it's, it's found in, in Le Leviticus chapter twenty four. One spot is found in verse seventeen through twenty. This is is what it says: Whoever takes a human life shall surely be put to death. Right. Life for a life, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Whoever takes an animal's life shall make it good, life for life. That means if you take a life of a bull, you must replace it with a bull uh, that's alive and give it to him. If anyone injures his neighbor as he has done, it shall be done to him. How, however I hurt, hurt someone, that shall be done to me. Uh, it says fracture for fracture, eye for eye, tooth for tooth. Whatever injury he has given a person shall be given to him. So this is Old Testament civil law. Whatever is done, however you've been wronged, that's how the, that's that's what the pun, 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 punishment was for the one that had done the deed. And why, why did they have these? Because this is the truth. Man is sinful. Humanity needs restraint over evil. When e And so when evil is done, there is punishment and consequences that come with it. Why? To deter evil, to hold back evil. So as a nation or, or as, a, as a culture, um, uh, there are laws for punishment for sins and for doing wrong. That, has, that helps to deter and hold back e evil. But how, how does that verse, eye for an eye 
and tooth for tooth personally affect us. Now, essentially, Jesus is saying, you know that, that civil law, eye for an eye, that deals with the nation and order? It doesn't apply to you on a personal personal level. It's, uh, if, it's not that uh, you, you, you can't, um, because someone's wronged you, I'm going to wrong them back. He says that's not the way the game works. It's for a civil law. It's not a, a moral allowance for you to do. At verse 39, it is, it's a little bit confusing here. After the eye for an eye and tooth for, for tooth, it says this, but I, I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. So wait a second. So that's saying we shouldn't resist e evil. Um, James 4 says what? Uh, resist the devil and he must flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. So what is this? Um, you shouldn't resist, do not resist evil evil and it's it's actual meaning in the context says that that, that 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 don't retaliate against evil aka re, 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 revenge um or don't worry about evil don't don't let it burn inside of you don't don't resist don't don't let it fester in you when something is done against you uh, they, they believe that he's actually taken partially a quote from Proverbs 24, 19, where it says, Fret not yourself because of evildoers, and be not en envious of the wicked. It goes on to say that they, they will get their due. Um, so so this, this eye for an eye, uh, tooth for a tooth, someone's wronged me, uh, and so uh, I, I hate them. I don't respect them. I'm not ever going to talk to them. Uh, they have no worth at all. Uh, some of those those feelings are are actually wrong. Uh, we're we're supposed to to love them. And you go, I mean, how in the world can we do this? You don't see what I'm reading on social media, media at this time, and, and the hateful things that are being said about uh, uh, things that I believe, or about me, or against those people that I love. Uh, what's our response supposed to be? How do we deal with it? In Matthew chapter 18, there's the parable of the unworthy servant. Uh, and it goes, the king comes to his kingdom to settle accounts. So the, the servants are brought before the king and one servant uh, comes before the king and he owes the king 10,000 ta talents. Now, uh, one talent is worth a 20 years wage. So 10,000 thousand talents would be 200,000 years wage. Uh, and of course, the servant can't pay it. Don't know how he got so in debt. Uh, and so the the king says, well, because you can't pay your debt, uh, you're going to be put in jail uh, and uh, until you can pay your, your debt off. The, the, the servant pleads for mercy from the king. Uh, pleads for him not not to go to jail. Uh, the the king has compassion on the the servant. He not only frees the man from jail, but he forgives all his debt. Two hundred thousand years worth of work and payment debt. Uh, the servant goes out uh, not long at, after that. Runs into a guy who owes him one hundred din, 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 din,
now, now that was a denarii is, is one day's wage. So he owed him one, one hundred days wage. Uh, and uh, the man, the servant who was forgiven the debt says to the man who owes him, um, uh, you, you need to pay me my money. If not, I'm going to th throw you in jail. And the guy says, well, I, I can't, I don't have the money. And so the, the servant has this man thrown in jail uh, because he couldn't pay uh, the, the, the debt that daddy owed. Some other servants saw what was going on. Uh, they, they gave word to, to the king. The king brought this man back before him. And, uh, and, and essentially says to him, you are, are wicked, you are evil. I forgave you this great debt. You cannot forgive a small debt. Uh, how much more are we uh, like this servant who's been forgiven so much? If you're a believer in, G in, G in, G in Jesus Christ, you understand that Jesus lived a life without sin, died as a sacrifice on the cross for your sins and for mine so that we could have forgiveness of sins so we could be in right relationship with God and all the sins that we have committed he forgave them all forgave them all and we have trouble forgiving our fellow man day to day uh, for calling us names for talking behind our back for stabbing us in the back whatever they have done how can we as forgiven believers in Christ not graciously forgive all those around us. Uh, you know, that, that's the whole point to the, of the story. Be reminded that you've been forgiven much. And because we've been forgiven much, we can forgive what in truth is a little all the time. Uh, so uh, our, our life isn't about revenge when someone has done something against us. It's about being gracious about being giving about being for for forgiving in, in in our text it goes on to say if they slap you uh on one cheek give them the other cheek to slap if they take your your, your tunic or or your shirt give them your cloak or your jack jack jacket as well if they the the roman soldiers there was a law that if they asked you uh, to carry their things for them, you had by law to carry their things for one mile, not more than a mile, not less than a mile. So if they asked you to carry something, you had to walk with them and carry what they were doing uh, for one mile. He says, hey, if you're asked to walk one mile, now walk two miles. Uh, so he's not only saying, hey, be gracious, but be extra gracious. Um, it takes me back to Matthew 5, uh, uh, verse 16 that that says in the same way let your light shine b before men that they, they may see your good deeds and give glory to your father who's in in heaven why why does he even say give them the, the other cheek why does he say give them not only the tunic but your cloak as well or don't just walk one mile or, or walk two because they can see your good deeds and 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 be po pointed to God they can see God they will they will understand you are doing this because of God and God alone to 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 honor him and in doing so God is honored and glorified that is what we are called to do so don't don't be after revenge let's let's grant grace uh, let's grant forgiveness let's be giving and be uh, do it in 
ample, full amounts to this world that needs to see it. Uh, I've got a prayer, prayer, prayer request or two uh, before we wrap it up. Y'all know Heather Ellis. Uh, she uh, gra gra graduated from our, our youth group last year, 2000, class of 2019, and she was just diagnosed with gray zone lymphoma, which is a form of can can cancer. Uh, and um, she's just begun to treat it, just found out about it just a few days ago, and has just, I believe, finished her first round of chemo. And I, I think we'll be going over to ho the ho hospital soon, uh, uh, and uh, where she will continue treatment and recover. So can we be a prayer for her uh, that the, the doctors know exactly what to do, that the treatments go well, and that, that um, she's encouraged that we encourage you, youth group, that know her to reach out to her. Just send her a text, make a phone call, FaceTime, just let her know you love her, you're praying for her, you're thinking about her. That Those things mean a lot. Let's pray that she will be healed from this and that God will be glorified through this. Also pray for a Zion young man who's got leukemia. Uh, he had a bone marrow tr transplant the first week of June. Um, and so we're praying that counts go up. Certain counts, I don't know exactly what they are, but that the bone marrow takes well and that certain counts that he has go up in the right way um, so that, they, that we know that that treatment worked. He actually had uh, uh, COVID was in his house this past week or two. Uh, he got it, but it was very mild, and uh, so he's okay. And I think he's just past the qu quarantine time time for him, so he's he's cleared of uh, COVID at this point. Um, but so keep praying for Zion, pray for Heather, and just pray for those in our community that are being Im impacted by COVID. Some are being impacted in great ways. Let's continue uh, like the Hartman family family, just to, to lift them up in prayer. Uh, let's be the church. Let's reach out. Let's love well. And let's be gracious. Let's be gracious. Even those that are against us, that are hateful to us, let's remember they're made in the image of God, cre created by God, loved by God. Uh, we've been forgiven much, so we can forgive much. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you so much for the chance for us to meet today. Lord, I uh, ask that you'll be honored in all that we do. Lord, we lift Heather Ellis up to you. Lord, we just ask that you heal her body, that you help the doctors know how to treat treat her. Uh, and Lord, help her, her spirits to be encouraged by friends and family. Uh, and Lord, just let her know how close you are and how near you are. Be with, with Zion. Lord, we just ask for this bone marrow transplant to take and to take well, for the counts to go up. Uh, Lord, help him. Uh, to understand what a great plan you have for his life uh, that you care about. And Lord, those that have been affected by, by COVID, the Hartman family, Lord, just uh, let your peace reign uh, on their household and their lives. Uh, Lord, just give them strength in this time. And all those that are dealing with COVID, do give them strength in this time. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. I hope you all have a great week. Um, and uh, we'll see you next week. We're, we got a little special special online edge for next week. You will want to tune in. I think it's going to be at six o'clock live. Thanks. Bye.